Good morning. Um, today is Wednesday, January, I'm sorry, Thursday, January 11th, 2024. This is a special meeting of the Building Inspection Commission. I would like to remind everyone to please mute yourself if you're not speaking. The first item on the agenda is roll call. Interim President Alexander Tooth. Here. Commissioner Newman. Here. Commissioner Shaddix. Here. Commissioner Williams. And, um, Commissioner Summers just walked in. She's and fine. Commissioner Summer. Here. Okay. We uh, have a quorum, and Commissioner Chavez is expected. Um, and next, we will have our land acknowledgement. The Building Inspection Commission acknowledges that we are on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramatish Ohlone, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. As the indigenous stewards of this land, and in accordance with their traditions, the Ramatish Ohlone have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as the caretakers of this place, as well as for all peoples who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homeland. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramatish Ohlone community and by affirming their sovereign rights as first peoples. Thank you. Um, next, for any members of the public that are listening in, our um, public comment call-in number is 415-655-0001, access code 2661-153-7543. To raise your hand for public comment on a specific agenda item, press star three when prompted by the meeting moderator. And next, uh, we have item two, discussion of the Department of Building Inspection Draft Comprehensive User Fee Study Report. Good morning, commissioners. Alex Koskinen, um, Deputy Director, Administrative Services. I'm here today to discuss the long-awaited results of our fee study. First slide, please. So this first slide, obviously everyone here is aware of the what the building department does, but in recognition that there's a wider audience for this, we wanted to include some general information on the Department of Building Inspection. DBI oversees the effective, efficient, fair, and safe enforcement of the city and county of San Francisco's building, housing, plumbing, electrical, and mechanical codes along with the disability, the disability access regulations. DBI is an enterprise department and its operating budget is almost entirely funded by fees related to permits and inspections. The majority of DBI's fiscal year 24, $81.3 million operating budget is non-discretionary, 72% labor and 23% other overhead. Next slide, please. So DBI hired NBS, a well-known and well-established firm that has done many fee studies throughout California and many other states to perform a user fee study to determine fee amounts that recover costs in compliance with applicable laws and industry standards. Next slide, please. Our authority to charge DBI's authority is derived from 
the California Constitution. There are various codes in there, and they provide a legal framework. And under that framework, one very important factor is that fees may not exceed reasonable costs of providing service. Any charge that exceeds cost is a tax, and taxes must be approved by voters with some exceptions, such as fines. Um, and fee amounts are uh, codified in the San Francisco Building Code. So one very important thing for the fee study is to make sure that our fees are not taxes, they are fees, and our fee amounts do not exceed cost recovery. Next slide, please. A brief history on DBI fees. There was a fee study completed in 2008. That fee study established the current fee structure, the structure that is currently in the building code. Before that, fees were much simpler. There were fewer um, valuation tiers, buildings, above $100 million weren't contemplated, for example. And so since then, the fee structure has been uh, pretty, it, there have been very few changes to it. Then in 2015, there was another fee study which resulted in a 7% across the board reduction to all fees. There was a huge construction boom. DBI was taking in more revenue than it was spending and fees needed to be reduced to acknowledge that. And then last year, in anticipation or in recognition of DBI's difficult financial position since the pandemic and the fact that demand and therefore revenue had significantly decreased, we increased fees across the board 15%, knowing that this fee study was coming and also being very confident that that 15% would not get us over uh, cost recovery in any fees. So we worked with controller and they were comfortable allowing us to increase fees without a full-blown fee study, knowing that even that 15% would not get us beyond cost recovery. Next slide, please. So the main, the main findings of the consultant, these are the consultant's findings in the fee study, are that DBI is currently recovering approximately 73% of the department's costs. So the depart they project that the department will recover $61 million of our $84 million of costs. And that should full cost recovery be adopted, we would be able to raise the, that gap, the additional $23 million. The consultant also recommended that fees be updated annually uh, between without a full-blown fee study. So some mechanism should be established that allows costs or fees to change. Next slide, please. So a very important thing to note is that the what the consultant has done in the fee study is determine the maximum fees that we could charge, the costs for our services, the amounts that if we charge, we would recover all of our services. If we charge those maximum, amount, maximum amounts for each fee, full cost recovery, it would result in some very significant increases for some fees. So in recognition of that, DBI staff recommended some lower fee amounts to mitigate disproportionate negative impacts. 
And those factors were determined by analyzing percentage and absolute increase. So if a fee was going up by 500%, we would recommend a lower fee so as not to create an undue burden on those payers. Uh, however, we also looked at the absolute increase. If a fee is going from $1 to $10, that's a lot different than from $100 to $1,000. So if a fee had a large percentage increase but a small absolute increase, then we would treat those differently. And then also, we looked at economic sensitivity, which payers are paying these fees, and what can people afford, what is going to impact the city's economic recovery, and how do we take that into account? So there's not one size fit, there's not a one size fits all solution to determining how uh, the fees that we recommended. Next slide, please. And by charging less than or recommending fees that recover less than our costs, there is a gap there. We would be recovering less revenue than our costs. So that gap would be made up by uh, use of existing fund balance and other miscellaneous small sources. There's some interest and other small revenues. And this was planned, discussed, raised to the BIC, discussed with the controller's office and the mayor's office that we would phase in fee increases over time while using our fund balance and making sure, monitoring, making sure that we don't run out of fund balance, but also minimizing impact to ratepayers. And it's important to stress again, as I believe I've raised previously before the BIC, that additional fee increases will likely be needed in future years to balance the budget. And I believe everyone is aware of that, mayor's office, controller, the BIC, but it's worth stating again, and the, and the public as well. Next slide, please. There are a few notes that we believe are important to raise regarding some assumptions that the consultant has made. We believe that the consultant's method for estimating volume, the number of fees that we charge, is overly optimistic, resulting in estimates that are too high. The consultant is very concerned about exceeding, exceeding revenue exceeding cost of service. They don't want to, if, if they recommend something and then later we recover more revenue, more than our costs, and then it turns out to be a tax, we get sued, they're asked about it, they don't want to be in that position. So they take a very conservative approach and what they have done is use our past three years to average volume averages, so the number of fees we charged in the past three years, they, they use that as the estimated volume for fiscal year 24, current fiscal year, and next year. We believe those estimates are too high. Demand has been going down, especially with changes this year, um, inflation being up, interest rates being higher, just it's harder to build, demand is down. Um, the consultant projects, based on the consult that three-year average volume, revenue is permit fee times number of permits. So they are estimating that in the current fiscal year, based on 
the three-year uh, average fee volumes that we would recover $61 million in revenue. We've been monitoring this closely. We report it monthly to you, and we're below, a little bit below where we're budgeted. We believe that we, in the current fiscal year, we will only recover $52 million. And then for next year, same thing. With the consultant's volume estimates, the number of permits times the permit fees, they think that we will recover $75 million when we believe we will only recover 65. This is important to acknowledge now as when we discuss the budget, you will see those lower numbers and it won't match what the fee study shows. So we are being more conservative, we feel, and we want to highlight that so when you see it next week at the first budget meeting, or at the first and second budget meetings, you will understand. And staff will use those lower volume estimates to determine the next two years' budgets. Next slide, please. Currently, $4.8 million per year is budgeted for community-based organizations to provide to provide services that serve DBI's mission that require knowledge or skills beyond those of existing DBI staff. Possible uses of these budgeted funds are varied and not limited to the scope of the current grant awards. The current awards are for outreach and education to tenants and property managers. These awards were granted through a competitive bidding process. When the current awards expire, a scope and another competitive bidding process would be needed for future awards. The fee study consultant did not factor in these expenditures because they are currently funded by the general fund. Next slide, please. The BIC requested that staff explore adding the CBO funding into the fee study. Staff calculated that raising all fees by approximately 6% would generate enough revenue to support the budgeted amount if general fund support were not available. Funding for fiscal years 25 and 26 will be addressed at the two special budget meetings in January and February. The BIC will review and approve DBI's proposed budget submission to the mayor's office. Next slide. This is busy and hopefully readable for people viewing, but this is a summary table of all of the fees, uh, a summary of all of the fee schedules, the current amounts, the cost recovery amounts, and the department proposed recovery amounts. So here is where you can see those figures that I had previously mentioned, $61 million. The consultant projects recovering $61 million current year, Full cost recovery is $84 million. The difference there is the 70, the negative 23 million, that's the 73% current recovery rate. And then the recommended recovery rate at 90% being 75, which we of course think will be lower. Next slide, please. So determine, to determine the fees, the consultant took a three-step approach. They determined the direct and indirect costs of service and allocated overhead, added and deleted fees, and compared existing fees to full cost recovery amounts. 
So the, the cost of service analysis is determining how much it costs to provide a service. How much does it cost to review a permit? How much does it cost to do an inspection? And then adding and deleting fees, there were, there were mostly deletions, and these are old fees that we don't charge anymore, stuff like uh, sign fees and bleacher fees, just old, very niche categories that we don't do anymore that are captured through regular building permits, and so we're not needed. Next slide. So this shows the how, how cost of service is determined. First step is calculating a fully burdened rate. There are three rates calculated, three rates listed in the fee schedules, uh, permit services rate, inspection services rate, and then an admin rate. And the fees, many fees contain elements of two of those. So uh, plan check is some um, permit services time and some admin time. So we create, we determine those three rates by determining the total cost of permit services, the total cost of inspection services, the total cost of admin, and dividing that by the total hours of each of those three. And that comes up with a rate. And to determine those costs, of course, there are direct and indirect. So direct is the labor, the cost of the plan checkers, the cost of the inspectors, the cost of the permit techs. Then there are overhead costs, so a portion of HR and, and payroll and finance uh, in the director's office. Those overhead costs are allocated out to those three uh, areas. And then that total cost is divided by the hours. Once we have an hourly rate for each of those three, we determine how long does it take to provide each service? How long does it take to um, plan check a permit for a million to $5 million valuation project? And then we multiply the rate by the hours that it takes, and that is the cost recovery, full cost recovery fee amount. Next slide, please. Here are the three hourly rates that were calculated, both the regular hourly rate and the overtime rate. So you can see the costs that make up the total cost for each of those three operating areas, the labor, non-recurring labor, and then the admin cost, and then the number of hours available for that direct labor. Next slide, please. As part of the fee study, the consultant also did a comparative analysis on five other jurisdictions, Los Angeles, Oakland, San Diego, San Jose, and Santa Clara. It's important to state that this is not a total apples to apples comparison. The fee structures of those different jurisdictions are different. Their permits include different things, some more, some less. Some of them may be subsidized in some areas, so they may be charging lower fees and recover, have, have general fund support to make up the difference. It's, it's difficult to make apples to apples comparisons, but the consultant did their best, and we, we have some results, interesting results to share. Next slide, please. 
Here are, here's a list of the total, all of the comparisons that the consultant did try to determine how much it costs to do these, these types of things, a new construction for $200,000 valuation, how much would that cost in these various jurisdictions. Uh, there are, in the full fee study, there are charts, bar charts for each of these, so you can visually see. I think the visual is uh, more striking than seeing it in a, a table. I've chosen a few of those tables to that, that highlight some of the major stakeholder areas that are important, and we can take a look at those now, so next slide, please. So an alteration, $50,000 valuation, so the consultant tried to capture how much does it cost to get a permit for a 500-square-foot room addition in these different jurisdictions. As you can see, DBI's current and uh, proposed fees are both below average, and there's only one jurisdiction that charges less. Next slide, please. This is new construction, $5 million valuation, so the consultant tried to determine how much does it cost to get a permit for a 15,000 square foot commercial permit. And again, here DBI is close to, but still below the average, and three of the five uh, jurisdictions charge more. Next slide, please. Re-roofing, you can see not all are listed here because not all jurisdictions had a re-roofing or comparable permit to evaluate, but DBI is the lowest here. Next slide, please. A, I, they looked at a, an example of a trade permit, so a sewer replacement, plumbing fixture, residential, and DBI well below average with uh, Los Angeles and Oakland charging less. Next slide, please. And this one is very interesting. This is the only comparison where DBI's, of, of the five chosen, where DBI's recommended rate is higher than the other jurisdictions. How can that be? That begs the question, how is this possible? If the other jurisdictions have higher fees, but lower hourly rates. How does that happen? Likely they artificially lowered their hourly rates for some reason or are subsidizing their hourly rates somehow. We don't know. Or uh, they, have, they have overhead costs that are different than ours, which seems unlikely, but this, this is a very interesting slide in comparison. Next slide, please. Here is a timeline of events. So we are currently in the January 11th fee study meeting. The fee study results will be incorporated into our proposed budget. The January 17th meeting, the first budget meeting, it's too soon. We will have a rough estimate of the impact of the fee study, which will just be likely 65 million, assuming no significant changes. Um, 
but the early February 2nd budget meeting, we will have a much more detailed look of exactly how is the fee study incorporated into our proposed budget. And then that budget will be presented to the BIC and the BIC will recommend uh, uh, the budget to the mayor's office. And then very importantly, as with last year, around March, April, we will craft, draft the actual legislation to update the building code. And in addition to the fee changes, saying fee is going from X dollars to Y dollars, we will include language as suggested by the consultant and as previously mentioned to the BIC that will grant us some sort of authority, hopefully, that will allow authority to change fees annually will likely be some sort of model. We under recovered by this much last year. We need to raise fees by X amount to recover next year. Have that reviewed by controller's office. Present some sort of report to BIC, controller, mayor, board of supervisors. Have everybody review. And then once everyone signs off, those, those new fees would become effective. And to make sure that fees become effective on July 1st, the first day of the fiscal year, the way that it's currently set up as budget trailer legislation, it's effective when 30 days after the mayor signs it, so August 1st, around then. So we won't, we'll lose two months of the year of, with the new fees, so we wanna make sure that we're able to charge from the beginning. And then once the fees new become effective, this year they will likely be effective again in September. We will, 30 days after the mayor signs the fully approved budget, but in future years we're hoping that can be July 1st. The full fee study report itself is part of the materials sent. Um, I know it's long and I apologize for the, the last minute sending of all the materials. There was high interest in the presentation and a lot of stakeholders wanted to make sure that they were able to review all the materials and that this serious issue was given everybody's full attention. So I'd be happy to answer any questions and thank you very much. Um, just a point of order, do we do public comment first? Yes. Okay. Uh, before we do, could I just do my disclosure? Because it's a good other way. So um, I need to disclose that I was uh, part of this conversation will be about a line item um, that I were an organization that I currently worked for uh, is and was funded by that line item, and I continue to have uh, relationships with people who both receive and provide those services. Um, so we are not talking about the organizations themselves, but just the budget line item and funding. Um, but I wanted to disclose that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, is there any public comment on agenda item two? Um, you, can come, you can come forward, please. My name is Becky. I'm um, the Contracts and Services Director at Galzahusta Just Cause. 
Uh, I appreciate this um, presentation this morning. It's very helpful to understand more about how the fees work. And I just wanted to say that it's really imperative that the CBOs, the community-based organizations, are considered as a part of the cost recovery amount. Um, and I appreciate the staff for you know, suggesting that too, that they are, we are considered as part of the fee, um, as part of, yeah, when considering the fees amount. Uh, it's really important because we, it's not sustainable for us to be in the general fund, um, both for the city as a whole, it's really for the city as a whole, because taking $4.8 million from the general fund means it's removed from other services, other communities, other um, issues that people are like, dealing with in their life. And we really want to make sure uh, Casa Houston and I know like other groups that CBOs are a part of uh, these fees and these this amount. Thank you. Good morning, commissioners. My name is Maria Samudi. I'm the interim uh, executive director at the Housing Rights Committee of San Francisco. I think most of you are familiar with our um, director who is currently on sabbatical, Fred. I'm here filling in for her at this moment. I want to echo what my colleague Becky said about um, ensuring that CBO funding is um, integrated into this budget. I really appreciate that staff included that in the fee study um, because without the CBO budgets integrated into the department budget, your department budget actually is incomplete. Our CBO funding is an important part of your department's um, of uh, effectiveness, and as my colleague Becky said, um, having our funding come out of the general fund actually diminishes what our city can do across the board um, and puts us in um, a competitive relationship to other services that our organization needs, right? So we wanna make sure that we're providing um, that we're part of an ecosystem of support for our communities. Um, and when we are not able to uh, connect our services to other organizations and other work because our money is coming out of the general fund instead of this, an enterprise budget, um, it makes it so our entire city is not able to function in the way it needs to for our communities, especially the most impacted. Um, I also wanted to mention that we actually didn't get our full budget even with the general fund. So um, our the, the CBO operating budget is actually 5.2, we received 4.8. So we have, we have a question about the, the difference, um, especially since we are, there's an additional uh, we, we are uh, on a two-year budget, right? So there's an additional year um, that we are funded under the general fund at that 4.8 number. So we want it up to that 5.2 number. And we also want to acknowledge that um, our organizations are needing an increase for our workers. Um, uh, inflation is high. Um, nonprofit organizations are struggling to ensure that we have uh, talented, effective, well-compensated community or uh, community workers. Um, and so we're actually asking uh, to, for you all to consider a 5.6 um, uh, budget instead of a 5.2. So uh, currently we're at 4.8. We're wondering where the difference is to get us to our full 5.2. And we're actually asking for an increase to 5.6 um, at least this year to make sure that uh, our, our, we can meet the staffing costs of our organizations. Um, and we really appreciate the timeline um, and are excited uh, to see fees increase, especially since they haven't been increased in so long. Um, and can look forward to continuing to be a partner with you all in this conversation. Thank you.
Hi, commissioners. My name is Sonika Mahajan. I'm the director of community engagement and organizing at Dolores Street Community Services, and we host uh, we house the Mission SRO Collaborative, which is one of the critical CIOP and SRO collaborative programs across the city that you've been hearing about from Becky and Maria. A lot of what I'm going to say is going to sound repetitive, but I think it's important to emphasize our programs have been doing this work for decades and continue to be very present and active at this critical juncture for SRO families and individuals. And not only um, do we not want to be competitive with other community programs across the city and in our own organizations, as Becky and Maria mentioned, but also logically it makes a lot of sense for this to be included in the DBI budget because we are the ones making sure that DBI is language access compliant. We're the ones providing language access in multiple different um, languages and for our Chinese-speaking communities, for our Spanish-speaking communities, and others to make sure that DBI um, services are accessible to all the people that most desperately need it. So it would really not make sense for this to continue to come out of the general fund um, and to not be a comprehensive part of the DBI budget. As Maria mentioned, it's really important that not only do we understand how this 4.8 million that we're currently getting this year will be funded through fees in the in the next upcoming fiscal years, but also we want to come back to our full amount and even beyond that. I just want to mention that it's pretty difficult to plan for the upcoming couple of years without clarity on whether we're going to get that full amount and where it's going to be coming from, um, especially as we continue to gear up to advocate for our other community programs that are just as critical across housing, immigrant rights, and workers' rights. So I just want to emphasize everything Becky and Maria said, and thank you all for advocating for us to be included in the, in the fee increase in the study. Thank you. Are there any remote public comment? Um, seeing none, then uh, commissioners, questions, discussion? Um, uh, the, uh, <clears throat> the aligning the fees with the proportionate cost, uh, there was a reference in the, from the consultants in the, in the report on the study that there was concern about creating an undue burden uh, by raising the fees up to the proportional cost because uh, the spike in, uh, the spike in the fee, um, I don't know, the immediate spike in the, in the fee. My question is, those clients or stakeholders who would be un, uh, unduly burdened do we know, uh, can you report on who those, uh, what class of clients those are, those stakeholders, and uh, provide some insight onto that? Sure, it, it's a wide range. I think it may be helpful to go through some of the fees schedules themselves to look at examples of what we're talking about. If you go to page, um, Page two, uh, 1A2 in the actual fee study itself, uh, the very first fee schedule. I don't know if it's possible to bring that up on the screen, but you can look at that and see um, the cost of service for the very first category, a new construction permit, $500 valuation. The cost of service is $169. The current fee there is 65. That's the amount that we're charging. So that would be more than 100% increase to bring that up. 
We thought that that was high, so we recommended $117, or only a 69% cost recovery. So you can review the recommended cost recovery percent, and anything that's below 100 is ones where staff recommended a lower fee than the maximum possible. And so it's, it's hard to say overall who is affected. It, we, it was really an individual fee-by-fee fee analysis look. Um, a sort of basic question, um, the base amount, is it with the 15% across the board increase already in place, or is it the base fees before the 15% increase? This is with the 15%, so that current fee amount includes the 15% increase. Okay, great. Um, the other piece is, uh, so you pointed out that fact that um, the consultant, you felt like overestimated what the possible revenues were going to be. Um, and looking at particularly the out year and the differential of, you know, 65 million to 75 million, that's 15% uh, in budget costs. How are you accounting for that in the fees? I, like, are you accounting for that in the fees? Did you take the recommendation more closely of what the consultant? So we're taking the recommendation of the consultant for the fee amounts. However, the revenue, we plan on budgeting less. So for example, you'll see again on that first page, if you look towards the bottom, the one, two, three, fourth to last column, column is the estimated volume of activity. They're estimating, um, they're estimating two buildings at uh, $200 million valuation. Are we going to get two large buildings like that? We don't think so. I mean, if you take the average of the last three years, then that's what the math shows. But we, we used more conservative numbers. We looked at last, last year or current year, um, what, are, what are the trends? And all, all of their volume numbers, many of them seem high, especially on the high end. For example, as, as we've been reporting monthly to the BIC, uh, the big valuation permit numbers are way down. The smaller valuation permit numbers are up. So in some instances on the low end valuation projects, we recommended higher amounts than the consultant. But overall, our, our projections are based on what we're seeing now rather than past three-year average because we think that things have gone down and the current amount is lower than that three-year average represents. Okay. That's all I have. Um, clarification, just real quick. You, uh, Alex, you had said the uh, um, consultant recommended an annual fee study. Did we land on that? Is that going to happen? So they recommended an annual increase, not an annual fee study. They said the fee study, a fee study should be done every eight years, six years, whenever, whenever things significantly change. When the business changes, then it's time to do a new fee study. Really, when the time to provide service changes or the services that we provide change and new fees are necessary, new programs come in, then it's necessary. But on an annual, they, they state the 
the fee schedules should be living documents and estimating revenue is very hard. They acknowledge that and they say this fee study should not be used for budgeting purposes. You should monitor how much you're getting and make adjustments and tweaks and that, that is what they're recommending. So basically see what, you're gonna, see what happens with this fee increase and then make small adjustments to your budget annually. If you under-recover a little bit, you can raise fees a bit. If you over-recover, then lower fees a bit. So they, they recommend and we strongly agree that there should be some mechanism to make annual, annual adjustments. And then as needed, when, as the business changes over years, do periodic fee studies. Hello, I had a couple questions. Um, the first was along the lines of Commissioner Newman regarding the consultants averaging of the revenues and DBI acknowledging based on experience that that's probably lower in reality. Did, was that a discussion with the consultant or was it you guys received the information from the consultant and had that discussion separately and then? Yes, that was a discussion with them and they said this is the industry standard. This is the most defensible thing. Okay. This is what we do. This is what everyone else does. And again, if you think that it's going to be too low, don't use this for necessarily for budgeting purposes. If you think it's going to be too low, please reflect that in your budget. But the fee study here is, is they're, they're really trying to prevent over recovery. That is a major worry of theirs because they are putting their name on this, they're standing behind this, that this is a reasonable analysis and a reasonable basis for fees. I guess maybe I'm confused because they are trying to prevent over-recovery, but wouldn't estimating higher revenues... That's, that's, get, that's get true. I guess, I guess what I should say is they're, they're trying to maximize the defensibility yeah, of the okay. fee study. So it. they're saying, look, we use a three-year average. That's how it's done. That's how everybody does it. Okay. Um, that's that's what you should do. Okay, that makes sense. Um, and then, and, I, oh, and, and, and yeah, if, if you were to estimate a lower volume, then your recovery would need to be higher, so the fees would need to be higher, so it is too low, so, yeah. Then I guess the sort of more broad question in thinking about that discussion, that means that our revenues are potentially projected to be lower. We, we sort of know our expenses. So there's still this gap that we're talking about and the fees proposed potentially, I know this is still sort of preliminary, but it doesn't look like we're still coming anywhere. We're not really getting close or? We're getting closer. I mean, closer. without <laughs> without these increases, we would be, in current year, we're projecting, I forgot what was on that slide, 51 or 52 million. Right this would get us up to 65 million. So we are getting closer and we will with future increases, hopefully should they be needed, get to full cost recovery. And we do have enough existing fund balance to cover that gap. And that gap is getting smaller as we increase fees. So we should have enough to carry us through and to reach full cost recovery. And is that why perhaps it's very important to have adjustability annually so that we can, whatever we're Yes, if volume goes way down, then we'd need to increase fees more. If things turn around, if inflation goes down, people start building again, and I still doubt we would be at full 
cost recovery, but let's say in two years we get to full cost recovery and things take off again, then yes, if we start, if it looks like we're going to recover more than our cost, we can adjust fees downward as well. I was curious, um, okay, compare, when, you, when there was the comparison to the other jurisdictions, which I thought was really interesting and helpful, and I understand you were, you were clear that these permits in these other cities do not necessarily include the same things, so I understand it is not apples to apples. Um, in many cases, we are still proposing, comparatively at least, far lower than uh, these other sort of major cities. Is there any um, thought on, I mean, on why we wouldn't be a little more, um, I mean, I guess there's other factors at play, but just curious why we still, um, why it's still appropriate to remain so low compared to these other places? Well, based on the analysis we did, we calculated the hourly rate. This is how much it costs the plan checker to look at a re-roofing permit, and it only takes them half an hour to do it. So that hourly rate times that is the proposed fee. Why are the other jurisdictions so much higher? I don't know. Are they exceeding their cost to provide service and cross-subsidizing something else? Maybe. Or does that re-roofing permit also include a ton of other things? Oh, it's, maybe that was one of my other yeah. questions is, where did we get their numbers from? Do they, they have to? I think all these jurisdictions have fee sim schedules online similar oh, okay. to ours. Gotcha, okay. So, it's so a the consultant bit of a yeah, pulled those and did their best to make comparable comparisons. Okay. Thank you. Just in that same vein of getting to the full cost recovery, what is our approach there? What is our timeline projected to get to full cost recovery? It, it would seem that it would be um, in our interest to lay that out over time so that expectations are set for developers and things like that that are, or you know, individuals that are planning to do work. Um, these numbers uh, go into, you know, your projections for what it's going to cost to do your project. So, you know, having that expectation over time um, would be really helpful. So do we have an idea of what that schedule is going to be? The main timeline that's been discussed so far but not finalized, set in stone, is by fiscal year 27 we would reach full cost recovery. So one more step in 26 and then on to full cost recovery in 27. Uh, that seems to make the most sense to me, whereas this year projecting right now to use about $14 million in fund balance, next year maybe half of that, and then the year after that would be cost recovery. But that, that could change, that may change, we don't know. So hopefully that's, that's helpful. Uh, relatedly, I know we've had some conversations about uh, other fees getting lifted or paused for a period of time. So I'm curious how this relates to previous conversations about fees. It certainly complicates matters when awning fees are waived or vacant housing fees are waived. That item, I believe, has been continued at the board and pending other budgeting discussions. Uh, it creates an unfunded mandate and would likely result in the use of additional fund balance. If it was something very, very significant, millions of dollars a year, then we would likely need to 
more strongly insist that it be funded by general fund, same way that first year free is, but things are very challenging for the general fund right now and policymakers have difficult decisions to make there. So it's, it's an issue and not a totally settled one. a few questions so thank you for the presentation um, and uh, I like many of my fellow commissioners uh, share the concern of you know of not maybe agreeing with the policy decision not to initially recover full cost but knowing that there's a pathway there and that that trailing budget trailing legislation that will allow us to increase fees to move up to full cost recovery and whether it's CPI increase or some other similar increase after 2027, I think is very, very important. So I want to thank the department, the leadership for your thinking on that. Um, I uh, heard no comment, and I think that's a good thing uh, about the proposal to put the CBOs into in, into the budget as is. So I think um, I know that there's a lot of requests around that. So um, thank you for, for including it in your presentation as you have. Um, I have a few questions. Uh, some of them are rather specific, but one of them is just we eliminated the reinspection fees because they're no longer needed or used, but obviously that's staff time. Um, can you help me understand why that was eliminated? Or is that just, yeah, I didn't quite understand when it's which that. Which page um, was that miscellaneous fee? Page I have page 12, 3.2 written down. Sorry, one more time. Which of page? The introduction. Here. So in the um, 3.2 in the fee establishment, the cover letter, it says uh, there's a whole bunch of them that say, like, deletion of fees that are no longer used. And where's the one about written inspections? Like, do we. Uh, Yeah, so table 1AG, inspection service and reports, deletion of fees that are no longer used or needed, such as inspection fee and reinspection fees. It didn't seem like that's what we were doing, so I was kind of confused by that. So perhaps it would be helpful for me to include the tables here already have them taken out, and they're just a mention of what's taken out. I can show a red line version of what has been struck. Yes. And um, I, I believe that everything that was struck was things were things that truly we don't we don't receive or we don't do anymore. Okay. Okay. So none of these are things that we're currently charging for that are being merged somewhere else, or it's okay. That will. Yes. Thank you. Um, that makes sense. And. Uh, I had a question about the, the staff recommendations in the tables. Are those, or sorry, the recommendations in the tables, and are those recommendations from NBC or recommendations from staff? The recommendations are from staff. Okay, so, okay, that's helpful. Thank you. Um, I mean, the recommendations are a total policy call for the city, yeah. and NBS wouldn't know if a how much of an increase, what, what the problem is. It's just a math exercise for them. So they just calculated the full amount 
and said, you're free to charge less. I see. Okay, I see. So they're not recommending the lower percentage. That's a staff yes. policy decision and recommendation. Understood. Thank you. I don't think I was clear on that. Um, and then, is there a staffing difference between our department and other departments? And I say that as the only mathematical reason I can figure out as to why their hourly charge would be different, but their fee higher. And I don't, I don't know that you're prepared to answer that now. Um, I don't expect that. Uh, but I would be curious to find out is, you know, if, you know, as one of our charges in the department to move things faster and that other jurisdictions supposedly move things faster, just want to, out of curiosity, put it out there that, you know, um, if they're able to charge higher fees, I wonder if they have higher staffing levels. That I could try to look into. Perhaps Director O'Reardon has some insight. I know LA is huge and has combined planning. <laughs> We're doing much better. Does it, did that calculation pull out overtime? Overtime is complicated in that it's not just the hourly rate, the fully burdened hourly rate times 1.5. Uh, the only thing that's added is the labor amount. So the full cost, full cost divided by hours is the full rate, but then to come up with that additional extra amount for overtime. It's only the amount that each inspector or plan checker or whatever is getting paid for that extra time on average. So that's why you won't see the overtime rate being 1.5, the full rate. So that, that calculation is more complex. So. So, so yes, over, overtime was addressed. The math works out in here. I could, I would need to pull up the actual fee model that this was based on, um, but it it is addressed, um, and it is com contemplated as something that we charge for. It's in the fee schedules. Off-hour off inspections are charged at that overtime rate. Mm -hmm. So overtime is addressed, included, calculated in the study. Um, if Does that answer your question? Is there something more specific I can provide? I'm sorry. It, it wasn't a question. It was more like a thought as to what could account for that differential. Oh, oh, <laughs> between our jurisdiction and, and others? Again, it, it's very difficult to say. Um, sure, sure. I have just a few more questions. Um, 
I saw there's a uh, big or a building inspection hearing fee. Is that for the AAB? Or I have, that was something I hadn't seen before. Which schedule is that one on? Well, I didn't write it down, but I'm going to look Perhaps we can uh, have Deputy Director Green answer that one. He may be more familiar. No? Okay. Um, I can look into which specific oh, fee that is. Oh, here we go. It's in on page... Um, 17 of 23, Building Inspection Commission hearing fees, notice of appeal, request for jurisdiction, request for hearing, additional hearings by, co by codes. Um, I believe that's the abatement appeals. Is that? Oh, okay. I believe that's the uh, Board of Abatement Appeals. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, because it says us, but it's one of our bodies. Correct. <laughs> that makes sense. Thank you. Um, and I did want to point out or, uh, or ask a question on the, on the apartment res housing like housing license fee and the hotel license fees we're doing 100% for almost all of them except for two lines um, glad we're doing 100% for most of them you, um, yeah, is there any thinking just of those two? Try to keep the percentage increase the same or less. This is looking at the percent recovery, but if you look at the amount increasing, so the recommended fee minus the uh, or the the full cost fee minus the recommended, or, sorry, mm -hmm. the recommended fee minus the current fee. So what is how much are they increasing? That one was charging less than the other ones, so it would have a greater increase than the others. You can see uh, it's going up to 1,000, but it was only charging 561 before. So the, pre, the line before it, the apartment 13 to 30, that would go from 561 to 798, but the apartments more than 30 would go from 561 to 1,000. Um, or if it, if it were to go to full cost recovery, it would go to 1,135. So felt that that increase was large and to not hurt, to try to limit the impact on those large apartment owners, we suggested recovering or setting the fee at only $1,012 rather than 1135 which I believe was 80%, if, if I remember correctly. But that, that's why. And same thing with the hotels, that first one just would have been a big increase from 294 or yeah, from 294 to 674. So we, we recommended 294 to 530. And presumably the next increase, they would be up to full. And then my final was on the hotel conversion. These seem to have the lowest recommendation or recommended cost recovery rates of the entire fee study. Is um, can you talk more about that? Sorry, That's on the next page. Sorry, it's um, 22 of 23, and it's um, 1AQ. Um, and I'm actually not even quite sure how this all works. Because the, um... So this one, mm -hmm. um, just the increases would have been large. This one, 
I think doesn't have a huge impact. You'll see that there isn't much volume estimated here. We don't do many of these. We do some of the usage reports, but in speaking with um, Chief Sonormatsu, uh, this is a, a rare, a rare thing. So we, again, just uh, chose a percentage increase that we thought was not, not overly burdensome. Again, some of these would be hundreds of percent increases from the initial usage report from 364 to 921. That's very high. So we just limited the increase to, I believe it was, again, 80, 80%. Um, but at the end of the day, it probably doesn't matter much. Not many of these will come That's to us. Right. Okay, great. Thank you. Those are just kind of stood out as a little bit unusual, so I wanted to ask about them. So thank you. Um, it's helpful to have the full context. Um, my last question is on the timeline. And so I see we're like, this is like our timeline. Does this, does a fee study that uh, and does this, that's all gets approved in the budget cycle, right? Like when the board approves the budget, that is when these fees would all get approved? Is that the correct? The, there's two things. There's the budgeted amounts, and then that get approved through the normal annual appropriation ordinance, and then there is the fee trailing legislation, which is approved along with that. So the amounts are, they're related, but not necessarily tied together, for example, the fee study says that they expect to recover 75 million, but we're budgeting, we plan to budget only 65 million. Um, the fee, however, the, what will be, as in the fee study, is the recommended fee amounts. In that trailing legislation, it will itemize each one of those fees, saying each fee is changing from this dollar amount that it used to be to this dollar amount that it will be. Thank you. So we expect that to happen in June or August? So the trailing legislation will likely be drafted March, April. DBI is back to being a May 1st budget department, so we will give our budget present, or the, yeah, we will give our budget presentation in May. Um, by that time, both the budgeted amounts and the trailing legislation will have been complete. Then the board will deliberate, and then the mayor will sign it. And around August 1st. Okay. Thank you. I have no further questions. Commissioners? Thank right. you. Thank you. Thank you. If there's uh, no further questions um, from commissioners, um, next item is item three, adjournment. Is there a motion to adjourn? So moved. Second? I think I need a second. Second. Okay. <laughs> All right. We are now adjourned. Then it is 10.43 a.m. We'll take up a brief recess and then um, reconvene as the abatement appeals board. Thank you. Oh, when, did you say when or just immediately?